Black Male Cocoons by Alden Romanik. When a black man insists the life of his man, a peculiar love thing is born, born, and bound. It lives inside a potholed chrysalis with a swarthy complexion. Its build has a delicate, curvy muscularity and a rough bulginess. Inside, there is the queerest smoothness that feels like El Nino breezes. No center holds it, its own slippery adhesive. Black men create this love thing, a faded argosy, prorogued by words. Hey, y'all, we are back for another week. It is Malik. I'm Aaron. And it's Trey. And Stevie. And we back for another week. So what's up? How y'all been doing? Cute little poem, right? She cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am doing okay. Um, I'm still vegan. It ain't that fun. Um, but I got like a month left, so updates. Who cares? Um, but no, I've been doing really well. How's everyone else been? I really love the poem. Um, I actually need you to uh, start sliding me uh, black gay poem books because oh, yeah. you got them on lock apparently. Um, it was a fantastic imagery. I, I the the words used were really great. So I want to reread that later, and I want to I want you to help me out with poems. Um, anyway, I haven't really been up to much. I actually just put in two weeks' notice at my job. <laughs> <laughs> I want to announce that to the world now. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm really excited because it'll allow me a chance to really focus on school, which is what my foremost uh, goal is. So. And I won't have to work, you know, like it's just a huge thing for me. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So that's the most exciting thing going on in my life right now. And uh, yeah, what's going on with you, Stevie? Um, same old, same old. Bitch out here looking for a job, trying to get her hustle back on. Uh, still in my meditation mode. I'm still trying to figure myself out. Uh, and just a lot of meditation, a lot of more, a little more journaling like I've been doing. Um, I'm thinking about going to therapy um, because I've been going with my mom, um, like I've said on previous episodes. Yes. I'm going to start going and uh, figuring myself out pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Well, bitch, you look good. Thank you. So, girl, Thank okay. You. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. He said he wanted to go. He was going to therapy and your your thing, well, bitch, you look good. Well, you know, the girl well, said she was is, down. Well, bitch, you look the fuck up. Well, that's, you know? okay, well, that's half the battle. Yeah. Um, okay. But I just have a few things I want to like just kick off one I'm, good time, one quick time. Is I'm, that okay with you? I'm sorry. I wanted to kind of say how I was. Uh, well, bitch, <laughs> well, bitch, you had your time. Because I'm still a part of him. <laughs> Come Let's be clear here. Um, we ain't send nobody they bags yet. You know. So. Um, but yeah, uh, I just will want to quickly say that uh, the poem that I read is actually a part of an anthology t- uh, titled Milking Black Bull, which is a anthology written um, by 11 gay black poets. And they are all uh, queer men of color. And um, one, a good friend... Um, recommended this for me and it's just something that i haven't i've had it for for a while now but it's not something that you read straight through you just you know read something and you put it down and it just sits on your heart for a minute and then you pick it back up and you you um reach out for another gym but um everything has been pretty decent um it's so weird because like i feel like i've grown like at first two weeks ago i feel like i was 13 and now i feel like i'm a grown woman and like it's so weird because so many things are changing in my life. And um, the other day, like I just had kind of not like a mental breakdown, but I started crying because um, I'm scared. 
and realizing that like, you know, I'm older now and like I have to be self-sufficient, you know, and I don't have anyone taking care of me. And it's just been it's been a gag. But one thing that I know that I'm strong, I know I am that bitch. And I know that I can do anything that I put my mind to. So, you know, I, I broke down for a little bit, but understanding that I've asked for everything that is in my life. So I have exactly what I want. So I need to do what I need to do to get, you know, get get to the end result. So um, but everything has been good. And I'm glad to be back for another week. My girl. So, yeah, um, while you were saying that, I really felt it. But also I had Whitney Shoop exhale yeah. um, playing in the background. Shoop. I may add this to the edit when I'm done, but I doubt it. Um, Maybe so, look good, bitch. I, look, that's all I do, right? <laughs> but um, no, I have a few things on my mind um, that I am both happy and highly pissed off about. So my first one is good news. Um, I want to give a shout out. I saw her on the shade room, I believe, but you know, the shade room don't be always having the most positive shit. Mm-hmm. But this was very positive. This was a young woman by the name of Francesca um, Cheney, Saul Cheney. Um, and she opened up a vegan, an affordable vegan restaurant in Brooklyn. Boop, boop. And yeah. number one, I know being vegan is hard as fuck. Yeah. You are shopping every other day for food um and especially um living i mean living in um the black areas definitely in brooklyn you know the non-gentrified areas you can hardly get the best uh meals Mm -hmm. um and you can't always go to the gentrified areas because those people would be charging y'all twenty dollars for a plate with no type of nothing else that's just the one entree the no side of nothing and i just want to shout her out her place is called soul sips i believe mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to be posting um the location of where to find the meals and and everything i just want to shout her out because i mean that's amazing it's something that like she is following her dreams and helping the community at the same time and i think that is something that like we try to do. We're following our dreams, but we also want to give back to our community. So I want to just shout her out for that. Um, and now here's my my mad part. Donald motherfucking Trump, let me tell you something, ho. Okay. All right. I out. am over you, bitch. I've been over you since, look, well, I've been over you since 2014. But bitch, I am tired of your wrinkly fat ass. Now, let me tell you something. I am not the skinniest bitch, but I'm going to call your ass fat. Okay? You, how dare you? The first time you put out a motherfucking transgender ban in the military, everybody was shocked because it was random as fuck. And everybody, even your own supporters was like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Mm -hmm. And so you realized you was dumb and stupid, maybe, and... You was told, no, nigga, we ain't doing that shit. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. And now you come back late at mother on a motherfucking Friday to put out another fucking memo about how you trying to do this again. Bitch, did you not learn the first time? We're not going back. Not not near, near one of us. Mm-hmm. None of the LGBTQIA community. We ain't going back, bitch. And let's, let me be clear here. I will fight you every motherfucking way. I will, be, I, I will take off a motherfucking school. I will be shouting on the streets in front of Trump's towers, White House and all. I will fuck you. Like, I have no, I am about all types of social issues and things like that. That just really hurt my soul just because these people are willing to fight for our country. They are willing to put their lives. They are already courageous, yeah. just living in their truth. Mm-hmm. But to have the, the the audacity to say, oh, we don't want you in our military. What the fuck? Bitch, we don't want you. If and anything, let's put you up. And Aaron, with you being a veteran, uh, did this did this affect you or how did this make you feel? Well, to, to quote... Uh, Official Smith from Twitter, he he said it and it cracked me up. He was like, 
at real Donald Trump. I'm getting real tired of you, you square head ass bitch. Come on. Because I was cracking up because I heard him say it like in his voice and I was yeah. dead. But like no. real life, like I am real tired of that man. Um, yeah, as a, as a U.S. Navy veteran, I've worked with uh, trans men and trans women. And um, the main thing that people are trying to sell with this transgender ban is that, you know, transgender people somehow negatively affect mission readiness and they do not. Um, there is nothing that they do that throws off any sort of preparation, any sort of everyday tasks and things that we have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like those of you in the military, like y'all know what we do every day. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it's not like we out here going to war every day, our everyday thing, nobody affects that. And even if we did go to war, like those transgender people, they're courageous, they're strong. We would, it would be a benefit to have them. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why I was so here for transgender folk being in the um, military was because of the life of the military gives you. I mean, it can be grueling. And, you know, there are times where, I, where you know, the oppression is pretty like fucked up. But what the military offers you is, is um, financial stability. Um, it gives you a place to live. You know what I'm saying? You have to pay for it. You know, like w- when I was in, all I was paying was my phone bill mm. Mm, um, uh, for four years. And uh, I was so excited because, you know, transgender people, you know, if you live in your truth, it is difficult for you to keep and and or hold a job. Um, and you're ostracized, you know, just of something that you can't even control, just like for living in, in the truth of something that you knew since you were, you know, since you were a kid. And uh, it, it's it's awful. Um, and it terrified it, it terrified me, you know, them being in the military. The military is pretty awful sometimes, but it excited me because this was like a new chapter and it made it so that like, you know, they could have a life like a real like in the public life, which was huge. Um, and this ban is ridiculous. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. It's unconstitutional. And um, just I'm just I'm so sick of cis hetero white men like they just get on my last fucking nerve. So. You know, like Trey said, we're going to fight you every step of the way, you, you square-head ass bitch. Yeah, I just um, want to move on to a, something a little lighter. Um, wait, wait, I wasn't finished, ho. Um, okay. <laughs> bitch, let me just say, fuck you, Donald Trump. We ain't like you since 2014, bitch. We ain't like you now either. Fuck you, love him. Moving on to the good stuff. Um, uh, I just want to do like a quick talk about like Lena Waithe, uh, just because she's just been... My queen. Okay. The queen of my life. My lesbian empress. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, do you like butch queens? Because I'm trying to marry her. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be on that couch, like on that Vanity Fair okay. picture. Yes, Hold on to me. Okay. Shit. Oh, my God. Can I please plan that ceremony? Because I can just see. Oh. I see I just it. love her. No, but um, she has been, uh, first of all, she is the first uh, queer woman of color on Vanity Fairs uh, as, as, as their... Um, the cover page um she has a full spread in an interview and the actual magazine will be on stands march 29th which is my 29th birthday shameless plug um but definitely she had tweeted something very much of like you know she said that the uh magazine is is going to be on stands on the 29th and she's like how many copies are you going to get so like i really love that there's just been like you think about Black Panther and, um, you know, just everything that's been going on with Lena, like uh, her winning the Golden Globe. And then also she has the show, uh, The Shy, which already is uh, signed on for three seasons. So it's just like amazing, which is a good sh- great show because I watch it. But um, it's just so powerful to be um, a creator, a black creator in this time, especially a queer person of color. And um, I totally support it. I love all of the interviews that she's doing and just speaking on representation and speaking about how we as queer people of color need to be telling our stories and no one else needs to be telling that story because we are the only ones who can be authentic in that narrative. So um, it's been amazing to see her like the way she speaks is like, bitch, like it's so fucking inspiring. So again, like um, shout out to her. I just love her, especially from uh, Masters of None, just because of that Thanksgiving episode. Let me tell y'all, I no, I have to see it. I, I cried. I laughed. Um, Erica Mena, bitch, I don't like you that often. I think you's a bird sometimes. Are we talking about Erica Mena? Yes. 
she was in that yes she was in the episode and she was hilarious but she's a bird sometimes but that moment it was just it was a beautiful filmed uh, uh show or filmed episode it was just ever since i've seen that episode i love lena with all my heart and i'm thankful for everything that she represents who she is and what she brings to the community um so that is i just love her i just can't get enough um and i just want to do one more last quick shout out shout out to the black man um hold on let me get my notes up i'm sorry (laughs) shout outs to byron allen who just purchased the weather channel for 300 million fucking coins yeah um and it's just been again it's just been black wealth going around we have been just uh, just i i I really feel that we've made um exponential um just progress within the last few years and i feel like if we keep on this track baby just like our children and our children's children will be able to enjoy the benefits of being able to do whatever they want to do to create to be ever who they who they want to be and that's what this show is about you know so um yeah (laughs) i like how you put it like yeah and that's it. Yeah. And that was it. I was but you got what you got, right? I got well, what I got. Yeah, we got what we got, and we'll be right motherfucking back then. Yeah. Hey, this is Malik, and you're listening to him. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Him Podcast and step into our world at HimPodcast.com. We love you. Don't want you on my mind, 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 this is about to be some teas, honey. Pomegranate. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank Aaron, but also like Aaron does this thing where he like makes he's a very thought provoking person and he'll he'll say something and then like he'll take it back home and it just like fucks you up all night. OK, wait, 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 hold on. Not all the motherfucking time. Sometimes <gasps> he's annoying as fuck, but I love you. <laughs> Go ahead, because he is thought-provoking. I, I love it. But yeah, um, I got, the other day I was at home, and I was more or less thinking, Malik, why do you pray? Mm. After, and I, I just, why do you pray? Why do you believe in God? Why that, why do you continue to carry on something that shuns you? Um, says you're not enough says the life that you live is wrong why do you hold on to it so um this conversation is definitely going to be centered around like our sexuality and how it intersects with our spirituality and how we combat the two because it can be a very conflicting position to be in um so yeah hey stevie hello (laughs) um why do I pray? Um, I don't really know. I mean, I think it's because it's been instilled in me since I was little. Um, my great-grandmother was like uh, an evangelist, and she put in to our family to be very, very prayerful. Like, everything that happens to you, you're supposed to pray for it. And that's what I just started to do. But again, what you said was like the sexuality thing. Um, I've learned to put God in my own avenue. I don't really look at it like he's like what people say in church. Like, oh, if you or you're gay, you're going to go to hell. Like, I don't look at it like that. I look at God in my own different way. Like, he's everything to me. Like, I basically take my time and, you know, pray to, I guess, a separate God. I don't want to say it's like everyone's God because everyone looks has a different form of God. But I take my time and pray to him the way I need to pray to him and ask for different things that I need in my life. And eventually i see them coming true but there's like some part in me that'd be like damn god why aren't you helping me now when i need you now so it's like all over the place when it comes to god for me i just try to focus on my own god separate from everyone else's i do not pray because i have too many questions okay um when i was younger it 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 um it was more 
I was so worried. I remember I used to be so worried about not being able to catch the Holy Ghost. You know, I was in the church with my parents and my family and um, everyone around me was speaking in tongues and it used to freak me out that like I, I couldn't, I, it's like I couldn't achieve it no matter what I did. And I used to go home and I used to pray like, you know, God, just please grant me the ability to speak in tongues. And my mom would stop looking at me sideways. Like, and it was so weird. Like as I got older, I just, the questions, they sprouted on their own. Um, being gay and feeling like something was wrong with you. Um, I mentioned this before, like how traumatizing that is for a child to grow up thinking that who he is is, is, is an abomination in the eyes of the all-seeing, all-knowing God that everyone around you and everyone that you know worships and holds most dear. Um, it started with, hey, is it okay for me to be gay, God, yes or no? Um, because, you know, I my Christianity is not limited to, oh, like sermons. I read the Bible, you know what I'm saying? So um, when it comes to New Testament, it's like what is implied is that when Jesus died for our sins, he made it so that God was no longer killing people on site for lying or saying something, you know, whatever. Like he died so that we technically could sin and then repent of it and then have it cast into the sea of forgetfulness. But the thing is that all those rules that were laid out in the Old Testament, you know what I'm saying? One of which the most known, one of the most known being that you, you're not supposed to lay with a man. Is that now moot? Is that moot along with being eating shellfish? Is that moot along with wearing mixed fabrics? You know what I'm saying? Like the, all these rules that you could, you know, be, you could die for. Come on, move. You know what I'm saying? Like what happened to those? Like are all of those just like now not a thing? Can we do them now and repent and then like not do them anymore and it'll be okay? I need to know if me loving a man, something I did not choose and something that I cannot control is okay. And it branched outward from that to looking around me. The world is, is some shit right now. You know what I'm saying? We're, I think we're approaching 20 school shootings just this year. Baby. So far, I think 18 or 19, I think we're at right now. And bitch. kids are dying, God. You know what I'm saying? I remember this story of Doubt and Thomas when Jesus first returned from the dead. And everybody was like, yay, Jesus. And Doubt and Thomas was like, oh, uh, hey, uh, this is great and all. But like, yeah, well, you've been all my life. like. <laughs> I need I need proof. Like I don't know if that's you or not for real. And Jesus, he didn't hold it against him. He gently but firmly corrected him. He's like, hey, you know, and he let him feel the wounds that he took from when he when Jesus was hung on the cross. And that is when Doubting Thomas believed. And it's like you have Doubting Thomases. My me being an agnostic comes from a, a from pain. You never answer any of my questions. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I need you to talk to me. I don't need to be no, you don't got to strike me down in the middle of the road and a big blinding light. Please Just don't. talk to me. Tell me some answers. Is it okay for me to be gay? Why are you not doing anything about all this bullshit that's happening? My mother and I had an argument recently. She said that Satan is the god of this world. And he's a lot, he does, he, he, he knows he's going to hell. He's already got his judgment and he's trying to pull as many people as he can with him. I was right on that. That's fine. My thing is, Satan only does what he does with the permission of God. Hey. If you look back at the story of Job, Satan presented himself to God along with all the angels. And God asked Satan, hey, what are you up to? And Satan was like, well, I was thinking about ruining this dude's life. But, you know, I had to get your permission first. And God said, go ahead. I bet you he'll still worship me. So our purpose on this earth is to thank you through all the suffering that Satan puts on us. And that's how we get to see you. That that's that's the only way that we get eternal life. The only way we get eternal happiness and, and love is if we are tortured every day of our lives by an entity that is already going to hell. Yeah. And if we dare to look away from you for one second, even though you gave us free will and you gave us, you know, what I'm saying like you should have just made us blind, like and 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 devoting to you. You know what I'm saying? You gave us the ability to look beyond that because you wanted us to choose you, but you're not really giving us any choice. I have too many questions and I, I, I need you to speak to me, God. And if you're not going to do that, then I'm sorry. Um, so for me, I am the, I wasn't brought up the most religious. Um, I can count on my hands how many times I went to church for an actual service. Um, I, so for me, I never really did the pray, 
um, for questions, pray for answers. Um, I do think that there is somebody that is a higher power maybe, but to show you a path um, that you make and you figure out your own decisions. Um, I think a lot of times, I, I remember my grandparents are very, I don't want to say they're very religious, but they, they were raised in the church. Um, and you pray about everything. Um, you pray about praying. Yes. <laughs> you pray about like, praying, bitch. Lord, you just pray about everything. Like, I, I, I don't want to make too many jokes, but you pray about everything. And for me, that wasn't the case because you praying for something and you need it in two weeks. What the, this ain't Santa. Like, you can't just pray and be like, oh, it's going to be worked out. Well, life doesn't always work out. <laughs> and I, I, I can't, I have, I don't, like Aaron, I don't want to say I have too many questions. I just am very practical and, and factual about things. If I can't see the proof, I need proof. Um, I can't take your word for everything. And so for me, I replace praying with meditation. Um, for me, I don't pray like, Lord, help me find a job or help me find a, a area of something. I meditate and focus on what I'm doing and what I need to improve on. Um, so for me, I, I've replaced the idea of praying with meditation. And so for me, I think a lot of people have, like Aaron said, the the whole, um, is it wrong for me to be with a man? Is it is it wrong for this? And should I not do this? Or should I not do that? Because it's not, um, it is, it's, doubt is cast upon it in the Bible. I never, I read the Bible. Um, I never fully took it and read it and tried to grasp every inch of knowledge that it could give you. So for me, I, I lived in a world where, look, I'm gay. Um, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, um, ask why, because I, you tell me why it's not going to change anything about who I am. Um, so for me, I don't have that connection with a, 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 a force in my sexuality. They're two different things. Um, sometimes the meditation does cross over into, oh, what do, what should I focus on for my romantic reasons? And when I'm being silly and, and trying to figure out my own life, but I don't ever cross that. The, the, I don't want to say I don't, and I, don't want to put it like I don't believe in God or anything or I'm an atheist. I just think that there is somebody, but they're not all knowing. They, they, they are still learning just like we are. And if so, that, that to me explains why there's so much suffering and, and hurt. Because look, we're all still just learning. And look, sometimes I, I think of the civil rights movement. And the, the progression from slavery to civil rights. Um, the, the, the country, some of the country was just learning. I will say that some were just not trying to learn. Um, and I think the, the, that, that person was also trying to figure out what was going to go on. Um, so for me, that is, that is my piece of the spirituality. It doesn't really connect <laughs> with my sexuality. Um, but I know that there is a, a true connect. Like if you've grown up in the church, there is a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I am, yeah, that's, that's me. Um, I'm going to try not to get too emotional just because, um, I just think about all of the things that I've been, I've experienced within the last three years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I I can't I can't stand here and say that I would still be standing here if I did not believe in a higher power. 
Um, and literally part of the reason why I had the breakdown yesterday, the other day, was just simply t- for the fact that, like, I don't, I think the reason why we get so bogged down in what religion is and who God is is because we try to attribute God to an identity, like a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at God as time and space and nothing more. So when I'm praying, I'm praying to the impossible. I'm praying to the unknown. I am praying to time and to space to align so that things can happen if that makes any sense. But it is very conflicting because we all, most of us have been, that are black and gay have been brought up in the church and we have been taught a certain thing. So these last few years of my life, I have been unlearning things and knowing that I can still maintain my spirituality and still respect myself, if that makes any sense. You know, I'm no longer ashamed of myself. I can pray to God and say, I am enough. I am everything that you created me to be. And it is it is imperfectly perfect, you know, um, and we uh, we as gay black men, I don't think that we should shun our spirituality because it conflicts. But we do have to find a healthy balance because, bitch, you will be out here so fucking trying to like literally you will be frenzied by trying to disconnect the two. You know, it's like you can't leave your leave what you know, your traditions, your values, you know, what you've been brought up on behind just to be gay. But you can't not be gay just to serve God. So it's just like, I'm so fucked up, but I need the spirituality in order to be this person. I need to be, me praying, it centers me, you know? I um I still believe in God because I have seen and experienced way too many things from my childhood to now to not believe in the supernatural. Um that combined with what I was raised on has made me have a solid belief in God. I just believe that God is mean and, and, and uncaring, a little sociopathic. Um, and, and it hurts for me to say things like that because, you know, you, you, you're taught that God is love. You know what I'm saying? That he, he knew you before you were conceived, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and he loved you before you were conceived and, but me, my analytical mind, okay, so if you knew me before I was conceived, if you knew how my entire life was going to play out from beginning to end, why you make it so hard? Why are you doing this to me? Yep. You see me in my moments of, of suffering, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you don't do anything. You don't say anything. You don't extend a hand. You don't even make your presence known to me so that I know that someone out there, can, you know what I'm saying? You don't do anything. I have to find my way back out on my own. And then for me to pull myself out of the hole that I that I ended up in based off my experiences and, you know, what have you, it makes me angry at you. And then, you know, I, I look back on things like my mother and I, the, the crux of my mother and I's argument was about my nephew. Um, his name was Caden Luke, and he died at six months. Um, SIDS, he died in his crib overnight. And, you know, my mom, she says things like, you know... Um, I asked her, like, why? You know, like, why would God take him away yeah. from us? And mom said, God didn't take him. It was his time. And, you know, and I'm like, what? Well, nobody is better for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, my sister's not better for it. She lost her son. It, it has echoes to this day. This happened in 2005. And none of us are, are better for that. None of us learned anything. None of us, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing came out of that but pain. Like, if I think about Caden too much, I'll break down in tears right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I want to know why. You don't give us anything. And, like, the only explanation is, oh, his ways are not our ways. Come on, man. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So now, whenever I even think about praying, I just, I, it, all of that comes up, and then I just, I ignore it. You know what I'm saying? There are times where I sometimes, you know, mutter a quick prayer over my food because it's just ingrained. You know what I'm saying? It's like muscle memory almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when, when I hear bad things happening, somebody got to a car accident or if I pass by, I'm walking down the street and I see ambulances, I whisper a quick prayer for whoever it is that was hurt. Cause it just, it just happens like automatically. But then it makes me, after I do it, I think about it. 
And it's almost like saying bless you when somebody sneezes. Yeah, yeah. We do it and we don't even know why. Yeah, it's why like it happens that. like like a snap of the fingers. We yeah. don't even stop to consider the reason why we do it. And I think that is a danger because now we're not even, we're just blind followers now. And just keep going. And God gave us the desire to know more and to, and to want to see things. And it's like, how dare you give us all of that and then expect us to take everything on faith? Show us something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean. So, you know, I had to, um, I'm not trying to get anybody on my side, but you said, you know, show us something. He, he shown, he's shown me you. Mm-hmm. He's shown me you. He's shown me Trey, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, I think that, and I'm not trying to, you know, like assess you or like, oh, you no. know. <laughs> of course not. No, no. But That's even, okay. Like, but I, I really think that like, we look at religion f- for answers, yeah. you know, and, and for an immediate response. And I don't think that religion or God or spirituality will ever serve that purpose. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense, you know, and you will always arrive at that feeling if you continue to look at religion and or, or if we we because i do that as well you know um if we continue to look at spirituality as something definite or something that can answer what we're going through or our problems you know um and i just i just think about going back to something that i said like i think that you can have this point and i can respect you and i can have my point we can all have our different viewpoints and one thing that i really don't like i know we all kiki about this but you know just like the, there's this thing calling um gays who are really into church church queens and stuff yeah. um and it's something that i probably used to read and cuz <laughs> and do all the time but we like really have to you're not less gay or a bad gay because you go to to church church. or you Mm -hmm. pray you know like we need to start loving each other and that's how that person is getting by because we all go through shit and we all got our vices to get to the next day you know what i'm saying and if 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 that's what miss thing does you know in order to get to the next day i respect it you know but it we all are gay and we all need what i will say is that we all need to be spiritual and whatever form that is in that's your tea you know up till a few years ago um i i, I was one of the ones who would read out and judge and you know church queens and you know what have yeah. you but you know i had to realize that all of that came from a place of jealousy for me yep because it was like how are you able to to have a relationship with god and, and still and be happy in it mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying, how where where to step my foot next, you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's almost I think we get, you know, we get riled up because it's almost as if they're flaunting it. Yes. But it's mm. it's not. Yes. You know, they're happy about, you know, any anytime you happy bitch when you, when you get your hair done, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, girl, she feels bitch. it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm keen, but you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it is. So it's just like I think that sometimes we feel some type of way because someone is confident in whatever they're doing, you know? So it, it took me a while to realize that. And then, you know, from there to unpack it and then be able to um, carry myself differently and, you know, stop those negative thoughts, you know, in their tracks. And now I feel a completely different way about it. But, um, yeah, I um so I'm, I'm still on this journey to understand um, that's, you know, I'm really fond of saying this phrase I always say is my enlightenment continues, um, you know as it relates to communications with other people and relating to the world around me, but also with myself and trying to figure out how I view the world and how I move through it. And you know, what have you, I remember, um, one of my friends is, is, is really into, um, the Zodiac and the stars and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when originally when he approached me and we were speaking about it, I said something that I was talking about that, but it, it kind of, it, it kind of describes me as a whole. I was like, you know, right now I'm still earthbound. Um, I got to figure out what's going on in my line of sight first, and then I can look up. And, um, I think that's going to be my focus right now is just trying to figure out what's going on in my sphere of influence. And once I get that squared away, then I'm going to start looking up and have a really big focus there. But right now it's kind of on the shelf, like Wheezy, that penguin from Toy Story. Um, cause I just can't deal with it right now. And I'm sorry, we're going to have to get back to the earthbound thing on a different episode, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Put that, you know, mark Will that. do. I'll put that in my head. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Stamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're going to, we received a question from a listener um, email, actually. And girl, this is no shade, girl. You was typing, honey. And it's, it's, it's well composed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I'm going to read the email. Hey, y'all. Um, so the email explains um, that the person has listened to our Best Sex, ep- uh, Sex Ever episode, and they are almost 30 and are a virgin. Um, they are not waiting for marriage, but um, hasn't found the person that they're willing to just have sex with. Um, so their question to us was how do they it seems like every time he gets with somebody that they're one sex or it's over and what is our advice for that is that what you would say you guys from reading the email let me give me the email back like i was gonna motherfucking read it okay this is what the email said hello Enjoy listening to your podcast weeks ago about best sex and how open y'all were even on Twitter. It's something new to me. I am almost 30 and a virgin. I am not waiting for marriage, but neither am I willing or able to just throw it away. I am now so in my head about it that it affects future relationships. I've only just now started to identify myself as gay about five years ago. I'm not fully out. My choice and an issue for another day. Most of my friends know, but my immediate family doesn't. Anyways, I've never really dated guys or girls until recently. Of course, sex always comes up. I never voluntarily bring it up unless asked, but I do let them know straight up. The last two guys I talked to knew I was a virgin, and we talked up to three months. But when it came down to the moment, I couldn't pull the trigger. Going down to the question, I feel like for girls, it's okay to be a virgin. But for gay guys, what I've gathered in is it's instant no for them. I'm sorry. But for gay guys, what I've gathered is it's an instant no for them. I'm ready for sex, but I was raised very reserved, so talking about it is so hard. So he's trying to say that as a gay man, a gay, a queer man of color who is a virgin, he feels he feels as though when he's dating in the gay community, the girls is like paying it when he finds out he that he's a virgin. So do y'all agree? What? How do y'all feel? Um, I mean, the question. One one part was, would you date a virgin? Um, me, I don't have any preference. Like, I don't care. Um, for me, it doesn't matter if I'm into you, if I'm willing to share that moment with you. It doesn't matter if you That's you are um, a, a novice or or having had sex before. Like, it just doesn't just doesn't matter to me. Um, I think for me, sex. Um, is more of a connection. Like if I connect with you, I it doesn't matter. Um, I know for myself, I don't have sex very often because I get too involved um, and too connected. And so I haven't found the way to cut that connection off at the at the door or once I put my pants okay, on. Yeah. Um, so I can't. Um, I can't. I understand where he's coming from. Um, so would I? Yes. Um, advice? Patience. Hmm. Um, Heavy. The, your time will come and you'll find that person. I know this so all lives matter of me. No, I, but I'm that's saying that before a... Aaron says it. But um, <laughs> no. <laughs> your, look, your time will come. Your time will come. And you will blow literal, him, baby. You will literally blow and figuratively, uh, your time yeah. will come. Um, and so I just that's that's my advice. Just patience. Um, I just want to say about the whole virgin thing. I don't know if this is like off topic or not. I kind of wish I never gave my V card to who I gave it to. So the thing is, you know, girls got to be very, very selective of who you fucking with because the girl that I messed with, well, I don't mean to say girl, but the guy that I messed with who took my V card, I wish I never, never gave it to him. And I wish I would have saved it, not saved it for a long time because sex is just, you know, a thing that happens. But I really wish I would have held onto my car just a little bit longer than you know if he's holding on till 30 god bless you you understand what i'm saying but girl if i could take back the time that i did what i did and i did it i would take it back in a heartbeat because it's like bitch you got too much to focus on when you're giving away your v-card baby uh dating a virgin um 
you know, before I would say an emphatic no. Um, nowadays, I'm not so sure. I think it would just it was kind of still depend on the person. Um, giving up your virginity is uh, it's a moment, um, and I am one of those people who has not been able to separate emotion from sex. Come on, um, at least not in any way that has been effective. Um, I believe there is a moment in sex where either you lock eyes or, you know, um, the skin, like your skin and their skin, like touches in just the right way or just the right place. Come on. And there is an exchanging, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in it, it, it's it's monumental, you know what I'm saying? And it's That's like, it. that happens every time that I have sex. Maybe. And uh, that person leaves with a piece of you. And it, and and when you give someone your virginity, that's a huge thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're leaving with a huge piece of you. I can still remember my first time, the person it was with, and Childless. everything about it, and you know what have you. And um, that can lead to some really like intense feelings. And so, especially in this day and age, you would want to be careful. I know, like all of our answers are you know branching from patience, but. And I know it's difficult to be patient, especially you feel like there's a, there's, a, there's a time clock and you feel like you're already too late and, you know, all of that. But, babe, just slow it down. Um, people are bailing on you because they don't want that responsibility and that's fine for them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be somebody out there that is going to give you exactly what you need and what you want at the right time. And give you your it's life. It's going to be great. And so just do not be discerning. But when you're ready and the other person is ready... Then go for it, babe. Don't second guess yourself. Come on. Um, so that's my advice. I have a question for you, actually, the the uh, the listener who wrote this, and you can email us back when you hear this. Um, I want to ask you: Is uh, you being a virgin and you being uncomfortable having sex with other men or other or other women? Um, is it connected to you also not being fully out as you termed it? Come on. Oh, also sidebar. Um, welcome. Oh, uh, hey, boo. Because, you know, I mean, you know, even if no, people don't know, you've accepted that truth right. yourself and you're living in it. So welcome. Um, and I'm very, very proud of you and happy for you. And and like I said, I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm more so asking you. Um, but when the girls have advised you to be patient, I say whoever you fucking with advise them to be patient. patient. You know what I'm saying? Not you, baby, because if you you got it, you know what I'm saying? And my thing is, is that if they respect you, and they want to be in any type of certain situation from you, and they're not looking for an instant gratification, mm-hmm. then they will wait on it, regardless yeah. of, of what it is. You know, so again, don't feel like, baby, when you're ready to bust the gun, you going to motherfucking bust it wide the oh, fuck oh, open. I cannot know? take bust a gun. You know, on, a gun. get away from me. That's what oh. she said in the email. <laughs> she said she's ready to bust a gun, boo boo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, when I heard bust a gun, I just wanted to go, boop. Yeah. Real quick, but <laughs> pulled out my imaginary okay. bone, um, baby. Uh, key. But yeah, don't let don't let anybody dictate your timetable. Like the gaze is hella rushy, bitch. Mm-hmm. Pay them girls, honey. When you're ready to pop, pop off and put it back in, and okay, like they're just scoping you for a minute, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you really just have to discern what you want to do. And I think that a lot of times we are in situations because we're influenced by what others are doing. Set your own pace, baby. Okay, you know, it's just that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But before we go, um, everybody, you know, it's Jam of the Week time. Oh, girl. Bitch. Okay, Aaron, you go first. What's your Jam of the Week, ho? My Jam of the Week, my darlings, is NSYNC's It's Gonna Be Me. Ha-ha, <laughs> uh, <laughs> throwback. Yo, it's crazy how you listen to songs later, like later on when you're in a dodo or whatever, and especially if you are... And have an inclination towards music. You start listening to the background vocals, the beat. You know what I'm saying, like the breakdowns, and that's a damn good song. You know what I'm saying, like I I've been playing it over and over and over again, and I say it on T all the time. I want to be in a boy band. Um, I think it's great. So uh, shout out to NSYNC. Um, okay. JC, you deserve better. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's my jam. Um, uh, my girl uh, Janae Eagle. Um. You should have called. She just recently came out with a video. And um, that's my girl. Like, a lot of people give her vocals a lot, but she always puts me in a mood. So, um, yeah. Oh, okay. So, mine is Chloe and Hale- Haley. Ah, new album. 
love that. Um, yeah, their woo. new album, The Kids Are All Right, just was released not too long ago. And let me tell you, it is immaculate. The harmonies. Everything. Everything. These girls are singing, and they're showing you what real singing. musicians and singing and knowing how to, knowing your notes. Knowing the scales, Jada okay? Bitch, Beyonce wouldn't but, fuck with them if they knew what they was doing. But girl. let me tell you something. My song, every song on that album is good, mm-hmm. but my song right now is Down, okay? That's it's a like very that. cute song. I love it, and I just want y'all to love it. Like, y'all know I love me some good music, and this is good motherfucking music. So, Stevie, since you wanted to be motherfucking last, bitch, it better be good. Hey, um, I'm taking it back to 2000. Um, my song, uh, or my jam of the week is uh, 3LW Play is Gonna Play. Um, I want to kind of connect it to a song that's out, um, that came out recently, maybe a few years ago with, like, uh, Kehlani, like, niggas. Play is Gonna Play is, like, a play off of niggas. Like, players are definitely gonna do their thing. Niggas are always gonna be niggas. Um, I've always been a big fan of 3LW when I was fucking younger. And... What? And they just always been my girls. Bitch. What happened? Not, the not niggers. Niggers. And, oh, niggers. <laughs> ni- whatever, girl. Listen. Players oh gonna play. Players are gonna play by 3LW is my jam of the week. And niggers. Niggers are gonna be niggers. It's, it, you said the E-R. Oh, like, e- I was I'm getting so, the I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry bed. that I'm not correct with ni- niggers. Niggers are gonna be niggers. Oh, she's not. She's yeah. Not okay. No, I, I, she's I just hear. Bitch, it's Kiki Corner. Bitch, they Kiki in on me, bitch. But it's all right. Like I said, my jam of the week is Player Gonna Play by 3LW. Again, those girls have always been my girls. Shout out to them. And yeah. The fellas, the fellas. I gotta ask you what's going on in your love life, bitch, because you have been reading the boys. I, no, I love the boys. The boys just uh, are playing too many games and they are being niggas. <laughs> They playing with me, and I ain't got time for it. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. Before he say niggers again, um, stop reading me, bitch. I we love y'all like always. Yeah. Make sure y'all catch us every motherfucking Wednesday. Yeah. And, and goodbye. We love y'all. Yeah. Bye. Don't want to feel you, don't want you on my mind, don't want to feel you, don't want you on my mind, don't want to feel you, don't want you on my mind, on my mind, on my mind, 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 mind.